0: what you whisper and they have lost their protector now is our time to strike show them i'm griffin i'm molly and we're going into the superverse look
1: i'm just saying y'all i called it
0: you really did and i we're all impressed.
1: Roll back the tape.
0: Go listen to last week's episode. Go to the end. Hear our predictions. And look, Molly's on the money. When she knew when she knows she knows.
1: We're talking about baby. Child. Yes. Six year old. Yep. Um, but we have a lot to talk about with Black Panther Wakanda Forever.
0: That we do.
1: Before we can get to that. A
0: lot going on. Uh, so, yeah, here we are. Last week we talked about 2018's Black Panther, which was a monumental occasion, not just for Marvel movies, but for superhero movies and movies as a whole, as a cultural milestone. And now here we are, four years later, four and a half years later, with Black Panther Wakanda Forever. We're recording this, um, I don't know, four or five days after we watched it, so apologies, we might be a little bit fuzzier than we would if we had recorded this right after, but our showing got out at 12.45 a.m., and yours truly had to work the next day. We also had to drive to New York the day after, so we're working with what we have.
1: Yeah, I'm a little worried about understanding what I wrote down (laughs) immediately after at 1 a.m., and what i remember but um yeah overall i mean i probably cried no less than four times
0: yeah that i would put that at the (laughs) low end uh you all know uh outside of uh furious seven i'm not really a crier at movies and yet i got teary several times never felt a tear rolled down my cheek, but I got pretty damn close.
1: Yeah, I wasn't, like, sobbing. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so they start the movie with uh his death, which yeah. is, like, expected. Sure. I kind of thought they might just start straight with the funeral, but they did, like, a little health crisis moment before, which really set up the whole... Burden that Letitia Wright's character Shuri's like feeling.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was pretty crucial to establishing Shuri's character arc throughout this movie, and in my opinion, that's like one of the the strongest facets of what Wakanda Forever did was take Shuri to like a new level. Her character in the first Black Panther was important, but it was also very much like a side character. And besides, like, the familial connection, she was used a lot as comic relief. Her, she had a lot of legwork in this movie. And people, myself included, I think, put, like, a lot of doubt on her ability to carry a movie like this. Um, It was a big ask, but, like, I mean, I think between her and the writers, they did a really good job of transitioning that lead role.
1: Um, Yeah, that was definitely one prediction we got wrong with, the last movie was thinking about, yeah, her as comic relief in the first movie and just kind of hypothesizing. Like, I was hypothesizing they would share the role of Black Panther among multiple characters, thinking, like, I didn't think she would be able to carry this whole movie, but very much wrong. Letitia Wright was incredible in this. Like, the emotional... Uh, journey that she went on was, like, very palpable, I guess. And um, I'm glad they didn't split up the Black Panther role. Like, it really worked with her, um, with Shuri taking it on. Oh, yeah. And, like, begrudgingly, so. Yeah, the
0: way that they told the story made it work well. Yeah, I think they were just, like, for, for me and others who were maybe doubting her, you know it was just like the fact that we knew so little about the plot of this movie. Like I never would have called Shuri's character arc being what it was, or honestly, even like the plot of this movie being what it was. So, uh, they did a lot of unexpected things and it really worked out. Um, yeah, very, very impressed. And I mean, the way that they start, like we said, is it really sets the tone, um, just for, for Shuri and for what the movie overall is grappling with. Um, and it's, it's hard, you know, because it would be one thing to be telling this kind of story with a fictional character who has died. But when you know that everyone that is in this movie was like, you know, they knew Chadwick Boseman and that translated into their performances. And that I feel like that is makes this movie like very unique. You know, it's not when you have these characters like looking up at a mural of T'Challa, it's not just T'Challa. Right. And that's so important.
1: Yeah, and, like, the the anger that Shuri feels for being, like, you know, I didn't know he was sick. I could have helped him if he had told me. I think a lot of people, not necessarily, like, probably did feel anger, but, like, there was was this um, secretiveness, I think, of his illness that most people didn't know about until he passed away. And I think that letting... Reality and an art intersect like that was probably the best best call to make.
0: Absolutely, yeah. So I mean, I was I was overall pretty happy with this movie. Um, they told they they told like the interwoven thing of like the the whole kingdom of Wakanda and T'Challa's family reeling in the aftermath of his death, and also managed to do a really good job of setting up not only, like, a new character, but, like, a new civilization, along with, like, several other B plots. I think, at times, for me, it felt a little bit overstuffed. They took on a lot... The movie is almost three hours long, and they use those three hours to their maximum potential.
1: I don't know if it was their maximum potential. I thought that it got a little slow in the middle, and... It didn't, the, the movie itself did not carry the same pow as the first one did.
0: That's definitely true. And I, yeah, I mean, especially Freshly being off number one, that the story that that movie told was very concise in a way. Mm-hmm. Like it, we established early on the, the history of T'Chaka, the kind of geopolitics of Wakanda. And
1: it all stays within Wakanda. Yeah. The first movie. I mean, obviously they go on a field the, trip.
0: Well and the, the killmonger stuff. But yeah, like, you know, it's it's pretty clear like what the conflict is going to be. This movie, the beginning is doing a lot to set up things, like because, you know, the plot threads from the first one are only going to carry over so much. The MCU is in a very different place. Oh, the characters yeah. in a very Even different place.
1: Even if they didn't have to change like the story without Chadwick, like they are end game is still very much a shadow on all of the Marvel movies. Right.
0: And I think I saw that Ryan Coogler said that the original plan was to have this film grapple with T'Challa coming back after being away for five years after he was snapped and dealing with like lost time and how the world and Wakanda have changed. And he wasn't there to help. Um, so it was interesting, like, you know, in a way, maybe totally, it would have been similar. Maybe some, some things would have been changed. Maybe like Angela Bassett would have been, you know, maybe someone in his family had been killed like while he was gone and it would have been like dealing with things with the shoe on the other foot. Um, but so not only that, the setup for Namor and the entire civilization underwater, that's like a lot of heavy lifting. And plot exposition, for sure. And I don't think this movie did, like, a great job. I think by the end, Namor and them were, like, really well done and fleshed out. But when this movie starts, and we go from T'Challa's death to... Introducing an entire
1: civilization. And stuff with
0: Lake Bell... And then like Bell, and what a
1: random cameo.
0: Felt like she was maybe going to come back at some point, like an early draft of the script, and yeah. then they just got rid of it, because why, why? Um, so, I mean, I just want to, like, I'm not interested in in dumping on this movie, but the, the couple things that I noted when we left was because there was so much going on, everything felt a little messy, not only in the script, but also the editing. I felt like every now and then we would like smash cut from somewhere back to Wakanda. And then the scene would just kind of end. And then like that, and that happened like a lot earlier in the movie because they were trying to, to get every, like the audience up to speed on what everything, you know, how everything was going in the world. And it, it just felt like, I was like, uh, like I, I can't put my finger on it right now, but we've definitely watched a couple other movies where the beginning is just like, an endless like kind of reel of exposition and then it's only until you're like 20 30 minutes in that it, things kind of like settle down um and i felt a little bit like this like by the time that Namor like showed up in wakanda i was like oh like we're like already doing this and i just felt like a little like oh like i just need to it,
1: it went from like one big scene to another big scene i mean the one of the first like "Quote unquote big scenes and a lot of back and forth. I really liked, which was um, Queen. What it? What is Ramonda? Ramonda talking to the UN, and then it's cutting back to one of their like sites of like in this case the French army trying to steal um, vibranium. vibranium. And I thought that worked really well. And that, it was as you predicted, like people taking advantage of Wakanda of thinking that they're weak and then them showing we are not weak. Correct. Uh, so I thought that was a really great setup. Um, and showing this, like, Wakanda doesn't need to be afraid of any of the known countries. So like that setup was really good. And then having this like other enemy that like is un... Uh, I don't know, like not like unaware of, but also just like underestimated in general, like of this other thing. So I think the setup worked, but then we've spent so much time with like Shuri underwater.
0: That was bad.
1: And I, I think it was all important because I, I want the backstory of the civilization. I have a lot of questions about it. I just like, It felt like, and then it got resolved so quick. Like, I think Nakia was great. Like, I loved that it was like this one woman mission and she like succeeded very well, but it was also like, why did we do all of that? And they took the girl. Like, I thought that she was going to be still in Wakanda. Like, I don't know. I just didn't get why the stakes seemed really high for them like kidnapping Shuri and then it wasn't high at all.
0: Yeah. On that note, I'd like to talk about Riri Williams who is, like, a huge... That's
1: Ironheart. Ironheart.
0: Major player in this movie. Uh, I really liked Dominic Dominic Thorne, who played her, and I liked her character. However, I thought that, like, hinging the plot on, like, her being, like, the linchpin, I was like, we didn't need that. Like, why did we...
1: Like, one person is the only one able, like...
0: Like, I just didn't buy it, and I was like, this would have been more effective if they had had just from the jump, like someone from Wakanda having like, maybe they were like working under the table. So it would have been like, oh, we have this person that was kind of betraying Wakanda by like building this technology, but they're also one of ours. So we have to go get them instead of having it like all this stuff with like, oh yeah, it's like this random person. It was very much to me like, oh, we're introducing a new character because she's getting a TV show.
1: Or, like, she was there because Shuri was working with her because of this whole mint, like, do the actual, like, mentor thing. Yeah. And then, like, she's kind of a side effect of that, or not a side effect, but, like, collateral damage. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And, like, to be clear, I really liked her character. I just thought her integration into the plot was questionable. Um, Because then it
1: it also was, like, never mind, it doesn't matter. Right. Like, oh, yeah. Stakes were erased. Right.
0: And, like, all the stuff with, um, like, her, like, little, her workshop in the garage. And Not little. The huge <laughs> workshop, actually. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and the chase scene and, like, all that stuff with The Okoye Fast and, and
1: Furious plot. Yes. She's like, got her dad's car that she's been working on. I mean. Come on. It's about family. But
0: I very much enjoyed that, and Do I Do you am, think
1: she's going to show up in Fast 9, 10,
0: 10? 10, yes. Maybe okay. 11. Maybe they save it for the very end of the of the franchise, but. Yeah, so I I did like her, and I'm excited for the show. I did I did think that like a lot of the stuff that they did in this movie would have been like in the show, because I'm like, they gave her like a full suit, and now they're like, you can't have that. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, the the show's just gonna be her trying to recreate Wakandan technology.
1: I mean, that's one of like the plots of Spider
0: Man. Yeah, it's true. Also, just to end off that train of thought. Not a big fan of the costume design for Ironheart or the Midnight Angel things. I thought they were kind of funky.
1: The Midnight Angel?
0: The one that they had Okoye wearing at the end.
1: Yeah, I want to address the Tony Stark in the room. I don't know what's happening. This is the thing I hated the most about this whole movie, was the stupid AI thing. Why are we bringing that back? That was Tony's thing. We don't need another character that spends all day talking to an AI that does everything for them.
0: They, like... I, I
1: was so mad.
0: Get, get it out.
1: I'm getting it out. And then, on top of it, like you're saying, then we had, like, the repeat of her going up into space in her little... I I get she's, like, Ironheart, like it's an Iron Man ref, but, like... We okay, can so be like, more original. I like
0: I I agree. I think the the AI voice is overdone and we don't need it. I also thought that it was really weird that they had like the Tony Stark analog character at MIT, the school that Tony gave all of this scholarship money to without a single mention of Tony Stark. Yeah. Like, I'm like why why are we like acting like this isn't like an Iron Man 2.0 situation. It is and that's fine. That's the whole point. Her name is Ironheart.
1: Or if you don't want to, you're like, this is its own thing. You know, we want this to be about, like, a black woman, scientist. Like, we don't want this to be, like, shrouded by this, like, rich white man. Then don't do the exact same plot again. Make it its own thing.
0: Yeah. I thought it was very weird. I thought the, the final, the Wakandan suit looked like it was out of Power Rangers. Actually, it looked like it was out of Aquaman, which is fine for Aquaman, but not the aesthetic of this movie at all. And I'm also like, we just like jumped all of the hard work, like it, it was like you know like a fast forwarded process. I thought her like old school kind of like her hand designed suit that we saw glimpses of when they were in Boston right. was really cool, and I was like, I just wanted more of that, like the.
1: Well, I think that's what you're gonna get. I know, out.
0: yeah, but I'm like, okay, we. It really
1: was like a Spider-Man problem, which again is a whole Stony, Tony Stark thing. Right,
0: they're just but. doing it again
1: um i did think just speaking of costume design we're kind of jumping all over the place i thought that the um what is the well i keep calling it the civilization
0: (laughs) what are they called i i have forgotten i mean they they say it so many times and i can look it up real quick but i just i just say the underwater civilization
1: underwater civ Um, their costume and, like, aesthetic design was so good. I really liked, like, the mouthpiece. Yeah. It was, like, um, for the people that, like, couldn't breathe underwater or couldn't breathe above water. Not really clear on how all of that worked.
0: Well, none of them can breathe above water except for Namor. He's the only one that can do it.
1: But then they were still had it underwater. They had the thing over their mouths. They did? Or did they
0: they only do it in, like, the room where they were keeping Shuri? Oh,
1: maybe that's what it was. Okay. um, Yeah, but I thought that all looked really cool and unique because I was thinking about Aquaman, like, the whole time, but I think they did a good job of making it different.
0: Yeah, I think that that was definitely, like, also a pre-release thing. Like, oh, like, is this just going to be Atlantis? But no, they gave it its own very distinct flavor, and... Kind of, you know, diving into um, their civilization, Tolicon, is what they called it, by the way, Um, using, like, these elements of Aztec mythology was really cool because that's not something you see very often, especially not in, like, a superhero uh, format. Right. And I know people were really excited for Namor. I didn't know anything about Namor before this, so I hope that um, folks were happy with his portrayal. I thought the actor did a great job.
1: The actor did a good job. I think that his motivation was very clear, mm-hmm. um, except for the scientist thing, like we already talked about.
0: Yeah, that was just like, like just spiteful. kind of being
1: fixated on that.
0: Although like the the bit that I've like read about Namor since this came out is everyone's just like, he's an asshole, like noted. Yeah. And like he is like kind of on the anti-hero side. I that
1: assholeness. He'll be
0: like the guy that like works with, I think he's like, associated with the fantastic four he'll like work with them but he's always the one that like wants to do shit that everyone else has to be like maybe we don't go down that route this is
1: what they wanted black adam to be and they failed at like he was exactly that you just i mean you and the internet captured it he's like disliked but, like, can help people when he wants to, but then also can really fuck your day over. Yeah, well, if they, life.
0: If they yeah. wanted to do that well, then they should have had Black Adam kill one of the main characters of the movie that yes. everybody loves, and then still try to, like, be an anti-hero, which they did in this movie.
1: Because I left being, like, I don't think I like him, but I'm glad they didn't kill him.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. They did a really good job with that. And hopefully like, you know, as long as Namor stays around the MCU, that's the space that he's going to occupy. He wants to be left alone and it's kind of like a last ditch effort to recruit him because you know, he's going to do something fucked up and Shuri is like, it's like an uneasy Alliance because you know, she didn't kill him uh, to, but basically to like save her people. Um, but I don't think she's ever going to like forgive him for getting Ramanda killed.
1: Definitely not. And he obviously has his own, like, backup plan if something does go down. Yeah. And I think he's really upset that she cut off his foot wing.
0: Uh, Of course.
1: Which I know those are, like, out of the comic, but it was very, like, funny. I was like, what is this character design, like, originally? Like, who thought of this?
0: I don't know, but... (laughs) He
1: looked like a little, like, Cupid. Yes. They (laughs) did
0: such a good job of, like, still, like... For, like, doing that, just, like, he's committing. Scary. And then having him be, like, intimidating. I'm like, he's fast as fuck and super strong. And he's walking around in, like, slightly more than a speedo, like, respect.
1: Um. So there was just, like you said earlier, like, so much going on. I'm just gonna, like hit like a couple of the big yeah. things and then we can dive into them. Yeah.
0: We don't need to do the movie in order. This is fresh in everybody's minds.
1: So we had, um, well, we had no more. Like you said, we had everything that was going on with the Dormilagi and a which was, whew. then we had iron heart. Um, that was a whole new thing that got introduced. We have the Americans and CIA, uh, influence um like background the entire movie like that was another place we like cut to um then there's also kind of like a Ragnarok happening like that's what it felt like Thor Ragnarok when everyone on what's that planet called
0: wait oh oh uh the trash planet no oh Asgard
1: Asgard oh I thought
0: you were talking (laughs) about the other
1: one where Ragnarok happened where like at everyone in Asgard is like leaving the country, planet, yeah, and yeah. like this is happening. So like they're like Wakanda is also like under siege, which I know is like connected to Namor, but that's like also happening. Yeah, and then like Nakia's got her own thing going on. Um Ramanda's just dying. Like there's a lot happening.
0: Yeah. No. <laughs> there's like. Maybe too many plots. I mean, off the top, we could have gotten rid of the CIA stuff completely. It it added nothing to this movie. It felt
1: so forced. It was
0: Martin Freeman was in the first one, so we got to bring him back.
1: Which I was like really, I feel like coming to bat for Martin Freeman in the first movie. I thought he was like bad in this. Also, he's supposed to be a CIA agent, and I've never seen, one, seen somebody be so bad at lying. (laughs) Like, I get that they're like, oh, you have to let the audience know that you're lying. No, you don't. We're smart. We understand that he is a trained spy.
0: Or, I don't know. Yeah.
1: You work for the CIA. And he is, like, talking to Val, who, she's his ex-wife. Like, I think that's great and fun, but it fell out of place in this movie.
0: Yeah, they they could have removed everything about that aspect of this, and we would have lost nothing for the plot or for anything else.
1: I do think I I mean I did really like Val being there because I think she did bring a levity that this movie needed because it was like really heavy, but it it did feel forced. Yeah, it, and I think that's just me being like I like her. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I liked mean, all the stuff she said like was doing.
0: It was it was totally forced, and I'm like again like this reeks of just like setup because this is totally like a thunderbolts thing but like
1: which to be fair we've been craving setup yeah
0: but i'm like we don't have time for it <laughs> it was like because you know i respected the fact that they didn't do like a post credit scene in this did movie did you
1: cuz everyone else in our theater was upset well
0: i was upset and i <laughs> i still am but i get it because it, to me like it wasn't like the time or a place like based on how they ended this movie i was like fine but then like you take up like so much of the movie itself doing, like, this side plot just to be like, hey, you guys remember Julia Louis-Dreyfus's character?
1: Like, that could have been the end credit scene as her then talking to... Mar- if Martin Friedman was going to be in this movie, maybe being, like, their press on the inside... Her revealing that she's the CIA uh, be married. director, married, and that she knows exactly what he's been up to this whole time. Yep.
0: I think that would have been really good.
1: And then be like, I'm going to use this against you. Yeah. And then he's not arrested or whatever. Yeah. Like He's
0: just like being blackmailed kind of. Yeah. Um, I also want to say that like I, I didn't have too many examples of this. Most of them have slipped my mind. But like when we like, get that reveal – It's basically Val being like, I'd like to apologize for some things I said during our marriage. Like, that's what she said. Oh, yeah. There were some real clunky lines throughout the movie. Like, when people would just, it would be, like, extremely on the nose, like, predictable lines. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what happened? Like, I feel like there wasn't a whole lot of that in the first movie. I
1: have a feeling, like, I think you're kind of talking around is that they had a plot for the movie with Namor, and then... Marvel was like we need you to include Ironheart and the CIA stuff. Yeah. Do your re-rate. You have 3 weeks. Which
0: to me is just <laughs> like yeah. Like this is the last movie of Phase 4. And Phase 4 has been characterized by like a lack of interconnectivity, you know, and that's that's what it is. Um and honestly it just seems like a real Hail Mary to, like, be throwing stuff like that into this movie of all places. Like, this is something that we could have addressed in one way or another in, like, I don't know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like, something more, like... Something that doesn't have to, like, do with, I don't know, fucking Wakanda and Black Panther. Like, this just didn't seem like the time. And it seemed like Marvel being, like, oh, shit.
1: (laughs) I mean, I do think that the CIA is... Like ha- weirdly has like the strongest connection with Black Panther.
0: Yes, you're right, but it was just maybe yeah like you know if they'd done the post credit scene with that and made it more concise, that would have been fine.
1: And it I think it does make sense that they would at least know what's going on with Ironheart, like yeah. that they were monitoring it. I mean, and I guess in this scenario, bought it from her professor. Like what? <laughs> I don't know. Um I.
0: Maybe just some some small script fixes could have helped my problems with some of these side plots.
1: Yeah, because like I we were expecting the CIA to be a part of this movie, and I think they actually addressed some of the issues that you had in the first movie about you know what does this say having the CIA be such a big part of what's happening in Wakanda? Yeah, and now we're gonna see that play out.
0: Yeah, I like it more now because you know portraying. Martin Freeman is kind of a bad at his job, but
1: it's embarrassing, relatively
0: morally sound person who's now working under the table to help Wakanda and now having Val, who we know is like wandering around recruiting questionable individuals. As the director of the CIA, like, not just a subordinate. Well, I think
1: she's new to being director of the CIA. Yes, but,
0: like, that's, that's but bad. probably
1: because of her work that she's been doing. Right. I'm very excited about what they're doing with her and me, her team. Me too.
0: And, like, that's if that's, like, what we're going into with Thunderbolts, I'm very excited. And now it also makes me think that Thunderbolts is going to tie into what she's up to in this movie. Maybe some raiding somewhere to get vibranium or something to that effect. Like... She's assembling a team that can that can do that stuff, uh, you know, under under the guise of something or other.
1: All right. Do we want to talk about Okoye and the
0: the Dora yes. Yeah. That was um, an unexpected plot for me, but I thought it was really cool because Okoye's character in the first Black Panther is very much like I am loyal to my country and I will do anything to protect it. Like. Very militant. Uh that's like her whole personality.
1: And um was T'Challa's like number one confidant.
0: Yeah, like yes, very close and yeah, like we established like who she was very clearly. And she's like in a different place when we start this. Uh obviously the Dormelage is like kind of become the first line of defense. Uh, because there is no Black Panther anymore.
1: Well, I would say she she doesn't seem different when
0: we well, She's like her role. She's still. Well, she's doing maybe maybe a better way of saying it is like she is applying the same like outlook like life outlook, but the world has changed pretty significantly.
1: Yeah, I would say she seems consistent.
0: Wakanda and beyond. Yeah, she is consistent, um, and we see that you know her attitude maybe is not is not getting her. To the same place where it was like when T'Challa was there as like a mediating force, and when she is like butting heads with Ramonda, I thought that was a really interesting examination of her character. Well,
1: first she's butting heads with Shuri because Shuri's wanting to update like how they use technology, and she's like old school. I feel like she doesn't really butt heads with Ramonda so much as like disappoints her. Well, like yeah. it's not necessarily like an ideological no, you're difference. right. You're right. Um, It was just devastating. I was, and they never make up.
0: Nope, that's true. That's rough. But I mean, I I was like waiting the whole movie to hear Angela Bassett deliver that line, like I'm the queen of the most powerful nation in the world, and my entire family is gone. Because I was in the trailer, Mm -hmm. and people were like, "Why would she say that?" Like,
1: we know Shuri's
0: still here, so it was like, "Oh, well, maybe that's during the snap." Uh, when Shuri, cause Shuri got snapped too, or so, so seeing it in that context, was not something I expected, and it was just like, I, I didn't expect Okoye to have a character moment like that, I thought that was really interesting, like being, because she's like such a proud soldier, like being stripped of like the one thing that she has, you know?
1: And like, at first, you know, begging, but then also like recognizing that she did fail, yeah, and that she wished she had just died, yeah. And then I'm very glad that they kept her and that she and Shuri will continue to work together, and that she has now the freedom to be, kind of like a Nakia, like doing her own missions or whatever, yeah, Um, which is exciting because. I like her. <laughs> and also,
0: like, I appreciated that they also, like, went into the whole, like, you know, was Okoye and the Dormilaje kind of, like, partially responsible for, like, what happened in the first movie? Because...
1: Yeah, they, they didn't just so, gloss over that. Yeah,
0: they were so vigilantly
1: I mean, it's loyal kind of to a, the
0: throne, not the person sitting on it.
1: Yeah, kind of a throwaway line in just that, you know, we forgave you for what happened. Yeah, but, but
0: like, we remember, yeah like, don't let it happen again. Um, yeah, I just thought like they did a really good job of taking a closer look at these characters. I thought the other um the other members of the Dormelage who they were trying to make, you know, somewhat more notable kind of fell flat because they didn't give them a lot of time. I
1: mean, I think the I don't even remember her name, but the one that they keep coming back to that has the two spears.
0: yeah, also yeah. another
1: queer character if we're all keeping track at home.
0: yeah, that, you know. Little, as I saw someone say it on Reddit, uh, "Kiss on the Bald Spot" got this movie banned in like five <laughs> countries, which I think is insane. Uh.
1: Kiss on the Bald Spot, oh boy. Um, I mean, I I like that it kept that door open for her, like absolutely. They could they could not pack any more into. No, of this course movie. not. And
0: you know, I'm I'm really blanking on the name of the other. Well, not Michaela Coel's character, who's not the new one, um, but the one who was, like, first introduced in... She was kind of, like, the head of it in Civil War before we were introduced to Okoye Mm -hmm. as a character.
1: The one that dies?
0: No, no. Io, uh, her, who's the one that uh, is, like, dating Michaela Coel's character. Okay. Okay. she was the one that was in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And I think they are like setting up also like on But its she's own. not the
1: one that like has that is also in one of the suits.
0: She might be. I don't know. No, the, the one, one with the double daggers. that
1: she like goes and is like we need you.
0: Yeah. That no, was not, a weird scene. Not her. I forgot about that. The, no, she's well, like well, in a
1: different place and she's like are like what was happening? I don't, I don't even remember, remember that. that Um, No, it doesn't even make sense.
0: But anyway, I think they're trying to uh, establish, like, Ryan Coogler's working on some show that's set in Wakanda, and it might be about the Dora So we might be
1: kind of backdoor
0: piloting these characters.
1: Um, Not quite on that note, but kind of staying in tradition. when Shuri finally does take the Purple Heart, which I did like that journey of her figuring out how to do that and how they definitely didn't gloss over that from the first one and how important that impact was. Um, that I was like, how the fuck are they going to do this ancestral plane thing? Like no matter who did it, I was like, they, they're, they don't know what to do. And I think even though it was kind of silly, the Michael B. Jordan thing was like the perfect way to handle it.
0: Oh, yeah. I didn't think it was silly at all. Well, I think not it made like, a ton of sense.
1: He just was, like, fun. Well, it's like, he Yeah. yeah he, it wasn't... I didn't think it was silly. I think he just seemed, like, on the sillier side. Yeah. But in a good way.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it was like, oh, this is kind of funny. But, like, also, she was... It made her even more upset. And I liked her reaction being, yeah. like, they couldn't even come to see me. And mm-hmm. it's, like, I think a reflection of how angry she is.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, like, yeah, she's, that's, like, it, it's basically establishing to her, like, what we've already been seeing is that she's going about this for the wrong reason. Because in that moment, like, she's she's upset about losing her mom. Obviously, she has no more living relatives, and Wakanda is in shambles.
1: And, and she's, like, revoking tradition. Like, yeah. she doesn't even want to do the whole, like, Burying you know. Thing. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, she's just doing it to, you know, be able to you know, at least even fight no more, And that is not like, you know, if she had taken it earlier when everyone was there and was like, Hey, like maybe we should do this. I don't, you know, maybe she wouldn't have seen Killmonger. Maybe it would have been somebody else, but we don't know. And I, I did really appreciate that. Cause that's like the least contrived way of bringing back uh, Killmonger. I think people, you know, this it has been cries for that since the first movie came out and everyone was like, like, you can't do that. Like we got him in the, in what if, but like, you're not going to be the multiverse shit in, like, a mainline movie. But this is really cool.
1: Remember I said he was at the premiere? Yeah. And did you know he was going to be in this? No. Because I was like, I, he was at the premiere and you were like, oh, they invite anyone to those things. I true. think that's what you said. I mean, I guess
0: I shouldn't be that surprised if he was there because, like...
1: Well, obviously he was in the first one, but, but like... But, like, you know, the,
0: there's, this is one of the few instances in which they are, like, a plot or, like, a plot device allows them to bring back a character and not have it be like some weird resurrection shit
1: um so i liked that that was good me too um also we had um mbaku
0: yeah doing not a lot honestly
1: like it was he was filling a weird role and i think that they were stretching because like as we said we just watched the first one we talked a lot about umbaku in the first one and this was like a very different portrayal even though obviously it's the same actor like i'm kind of glad they did this though they like morphed him into this like big brothery role to uh shuri because i want him to have a more important role in the movies going forward and i think how he was in the first one didn't make sense for him to continue being part of like the franchise he would only be an adversary almost mm-hmm. and i think like having like the snap and t'challa's death be like part of the reason why like they've now mended things in wakanda also showing like wakanda's a stronger front than they were even in the first movie
0: yeah yeah that's true yeah i think you you make good points i was still disappointed at how like little he had to do in it but like again we've we've stressed so much how many plots were going see, on see i
1: think he had a lot to do in it and i felt like this is out of character for the character we met in the first one.
0: But like, so, how, but like, he doesn't. In in my opinion, like he's he's mostly there like in the background of scenes. He has the one scene where he's talking to Shuri.
1: He has multiple scenes where he's talking to Shuri. So first, he's in the council. So he's like providing insight on that, and then he's there before she takes the Black Panther thing, and then he's there again when she when she's like going to the mountains, and they're all and.
0: Yeah, yeah. I yes, he is there. In my opinion, though, it still felt like he and if he they, says
1: don't do it, and she does it anyway. I know. I just like. But then uh, they have a scene before that too. I know.
0: I and you're right. I do appreciate those character moments. To me, though, I still walked away being like he wasn't in it that but much. But why
1: would he be in it more? I guess I don't know. Based on the character, no. We he had does not does he need
0: to? <laughs> no. I just like Winston Duke. Okay.
1: I know, but that's <laughs> why I'm saying I think that they incorporated more than they should have.
0: Oh. See, I don't I, I don't know. I don't feel like, that way about it.
1: What what other role if they had <laughs> kept him similar to how he was in the first movie, how would a character like that have a role in this movie?
0: I don't know. Like um, somebody
1: that's like not part of like the inter Wakanda Wakanda, but is still like a loose
0: ally. They didn't have time for it, but like still having him like be, you know, in more of like a struggle about like the direction that Wakanda's going in. They just, like, I liked that moral, that kind of quandary that he had about, like, tradition and stuff. Yeah. And they addressed it a little bit because they had him, like, do, like, the uh, girl that scoffs at tradition thing and, like, yeah. puts it on its head. But to me, that was, like, the best part of his character, and, like, his humor was the second best, and I just wanted, like, more of that. Oh,
1: I think they should have kept some of those things, but I don't think that would make, f- I don't think that had a place, I guess, in this No, movie. it probably
0: didn't. It's just, it's a consequence of the plot that they were doing, and it's fine. Yeah. Um... Yeah, shit. What was I going to say?
1: Something about M'Baku?
0: No. No. Oh, well, there, that moment that he had at the end of the movie, I think it was like, I've heard, like, I read on other things, like I didn't, like there was no response to it because he was like, sure, he won't be joining us today and I want a challenge for the throne. And our theater was just like silent and everyone was like, I, is that supposed to be like a joke? Like is that a joke because he's not fighting anybody for the throne? I thought, that? he just like gets off the ship and says that, and then it like cuts away.
1: I thought it was saying like, so you can fight me for the throne. Like I'm here as her surrogate.
0: Yeah, kind of. I guess that's how
1: I took it. But I it, it was, was really quick. weird.
0: I was like, why did we even put that? <laughs> we didn't need to do that. It was it was odd. I was like, I don't know what that what that means <laughs> or why they felt the need to include well, it. Well, I
1: think it was. I think like the overall message was like, we're not doing this like trial by combat thing anymore.
0: Yeah. I still was like, but it, was I weird. Know, it was weird. And again, it
1: was weird. Like it part of that kind of made sense to use Mbaku because he was like the one that did it in the first one. Yeah. But they, they rushed that it or was something.
0: Weird. It's
1: very weird. Um, I did like some of the callbacks, like when Ramanda says, like, show them who you are. Like she's, I forget when that is in the movie, but I wrote it down because I liked that callback.
0: Yeah. I don't remember either. To be honest with you,
1: she was like saying it to Shuri this time mm-hmm. instead of to T'Challa. Yeah, I think it's like um, she's like not really there. Mm-hmm. It's when um, she's like going to like maybe kill. Oh yeah, more and then she's like. She finally understands, like, she is with me. She's, yeah. like, understanding grief.
0: Finally, was like, going on that journey, I was, like, so pissed off at Sherry <laughs> at the beginning because I'm like, your mom's trying to be nice, and, like, you're just being an asshole, being like, oh, yeah, like, no, nah, he's not there, idiot.
1: I just remembered that her, right before Namor, shows up, Ramonda's about to say, there's something about your brother, and she's about to talk about the
0: baby. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that.
1: I just remembered that.
0: Okay. I think in that in that moment I might have been like I can't fucking see anything because <laughs> also I a couple of people have also mentioned that I've seen that the movie is like very dark and uh, not only was it dark but also like our fucking movie theater left some of the lights. on. Yeah. <laughs> so, like the scene with uh, like when Namor first shows up and uh, fucking kills Lake Bell. Yeah, no that scene d- was hard. And see. Uh, when Namor like walks out of the water, I was like, "Huh? <laughs> I oh, feel like I, need- I
1: was like I can't see." That reminded me. What was with the sirens? Like I feel like oh, that yeah. was never explained.
0: I mean, they didn't need to. I guess. I it guess just, it's
1: just like it's, one of the things. It's they a can. power,
0: which is it was pretty cool, and yeah, I kind of forgot about that though. It's yeah. got mixed in um, with everything else.
1: Um. Also, these are just my random last last few notes here. Richard Schiff.
0: <laughs> yeah. What?
1: Like, um, from West Wing, uh, is the American UN guy. This is this
0: is West Wing canon.
1: I guess maybe he's like filling like a Ross. He's role. the Secretary of
0: State. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what Ross would have been. And now, okay. Now that I I feel like, you know, we we haven't left Ross in the dust either because if you miss the news, uh, John Hurt is that who it was? William Hurt, um. One there's two actors and I can't remember which one it is. Anyway, the guy that was playing Ross died, and they have recast him as Harrison Ford. What? <laughs> yep.
1: I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Why? Oh. Because God. they
0: they weren't done with his character.
1: But why Harrison Ford? That's too uh distracting.
0: Yeah, I don't know. We'll, uh, also, we'll just another
1: really old dude.
0: Well, <laughs> that I mean, might I think die. that that comes with the territory. They couldn't recast him any younger. <laughs> uh, he's going to be in Captain America 4. So, um, yeah, that's like on a, whatever, the, the political, like, the Falcon, or yeah. not, no longer Falcon, Captain America, a like, political side of things. Different front.
1: I do think Richard Chip's a good choice for, like, a grumpy politician. Oh, absolutely. As we've seen in the West Wing. Yes.
0: Um, but I'm so. glad,
1: glad to see him getting the work. Yep, me too. Um. This is kind of more of a sad note. I I was like really mad while watching that they killed Ramona for like Shuri's sake, but it like it had to happen. Like Shuri would have never finished her growth if Ramanda hadn't died, but I just thought it was mean.
0: It was mean. I didn't, and to be honest with you. Not just mean
1: of Namor, mean of Ryan Coogler and the whole Marvel team. Yeah, pretty. Like, we've like been through enough. Shuri's been through enough.
0: The absolute audacity of them to do that. Because, yes, for the plot, uh, I, again, you know, I think I would have adjusted things slightly so she didn't die saving Riri Williams. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's who Ramonda is. And I think they also had it... They had to make it so, like, Namor didn't, like, fucking stab Ramonda through the heart because then Shuri would have just killed him. Absolutely. Like, no questions asked. So having it kind of be, like, a, a... Not really an accident, but, like, more of just, like, a tragic consequence of Namor assaulting Wakanda, not, like, a direct murder. They had to do it that way, too. So
1: Yeah, I mean, I think overall and we've kind of talked about this and I'm gonna say this like it's groundbreaking but it's not really I'm just like this is how I wrote it in my notes I just think that this movie was literally just doing the story of grief in a really interesting way and how it kept coming back to it in so many parts Um, like it obviously starts out with T'Challa's death and T'Challa's funeral and then at the climax of the movie is when Ramada dies. So then we go, we return to that same um, like ritual, um, and then the end is just like finally Shuri like dealing with both of those deaths. And it's like we also see Namor kind of returning to his own mother's death like repeatedly, and the fact that he's Im- uh, presumably immortal or at least can live a really long time um, is just something that I think was explored really well. And part of what we were talking about with Letitia Wright, really being able to carry this movie is like her refusing to deal with grief and then being forced to keep returning to it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And like looking at the, like the stages of grief, you know, she's not really moving through them. Like, it's like not, linear. It, not a, yeah, it's not linear and it's all over the place because like the denial is there at the start, and then it's there again, and then the anger, like, comes and goes, and the depression comes and goes, and it's, yeah, it's not until the very end that we get, like, the acceptance of it, and that was, like, such a a beautiful thing for this movie to do, and also, like, we saw T'Challa's likeness, but not actually showing Chadwick Boseman until right, just that showed moment the older was clip. super powerful. Like, that was when I got, like, the most teary.
1: Yeah, for sure. I was like,
0: oh, come on. Like, that is... Yeah, I was I was really impressed with how they did that.
1: Yeah, and just having like the full circle moments I think throughout was really nice.
0: And also like I don't I don't have any more notes left really. Um, but you know, I did see some people being like this like totally fell into like the Marvel third act trap even after She-Hulk like kind of made everyone aware of that problem on one hand I agree because I thought like the whole like set piece like on the ship was really messy and like at yeah, the where end, did that
1: ship come from? It was really
0: weird how there were like a bunch of of like Namor's people and it looked like there were like six Wakandans left I was like did they all die when Shuri was fighting Namur on the beach like plus like the the suits and I was like I don't know bulky. what's going on anymore but the actual fight between Shuri and Namor. I thought was really interesting because like the whole thing is like, obviously Namor is like a villain in this movie. Like he attacked Wakanda and it got Ramonda killed. Um, but at the same time, we're watching that fight and we're like, we don't want Shuri to kill Namor because like,
1: what does that say about like, Shuri? we can tell like
0: the path that she is starting to go down. So, you know, when she has that moment where he's like imperious Rex and then she's does the Wakanda forever. And like basically like, gives him third degree burns all over his back. Like that's like a victorious moment for Black Panther in the movie, Black Panther Wakanda forever. But the audience is like, Oh no. Right. Like, Oh dear. Like we're, we're going killmonger mode.
1: Yeah. We're seeing her be an anti-hero too. And like pulling back from that. Yeah. Just right on the edge there.
0: Like, I thought it was pretty wild. And like, you know, she gets like impaled with like a spear. I was like, Oh, this yeah. shit's crazy.
1: Just like killmonger.
0: True. Through yeah.
1: the suit. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, of course, we we end with, um, back in Haiti, Nakia, which we haven't talked about Nakia very much. So that was, like, my last note was talk about her in general yeah. and what they did with her character in this. Um, this was, um, we saw this with a friend of the show, Alex, um, and this is what we talked about most coming out of it, was how clunky they did this whole reveal of him having a child and then, like, a consequence of Nakia just being, like, weirdly brought back into the movie. Like,
0: kind of sidelined, but also not.
1: Like, oh, she wasn't at the funeral and Shuri is, like, mad at her and Shuri doesn't know about the child, but Ramonda does, in hindsight. Like, I don't know. It It was clunky, but just before we get into that I did really like Nakia's role and her coming back and like being like I said this earlier like I loved that she was like this one woman mission and was able to like rescue Shuri even though it didn't necessarily make sense but I just liked that and her her kind of being the one to uphold tradition I feel like even though she's the one that left Wakanda that she's the one reminding Shuri of you know, this is why we do these things.
0: Yeah, can I also, also say that, like, I just talked about the the final battle kind of flipping things on its head, but I also felt that way about, like, Nakia infiltrating to get Sherry Riri Williams back. Like, when she kills that, like, girl, it's like, yeah. oh, no. Like, like we were getting to, a, like, something of a, a, not, I wouldn't say, a breakthrough or even a truce because Namor's not changing anything, but, you know, we had just had the whole moment where he's explaining, like, why he does what he does and, like, the history of his civilization and then Nakia comes in and starts, like, killing people.
1: Just one person.
0: Yeah. But, and Shuri wants to
1: stop her and I I just always like being reminded of who Nakia is. Like, she's she understands war, I think, more than any other character and what happens to countries and I think that they... Like, Ramonda, rem- like, knowing that, and that's why she goes to her, of yeah, all people. that's true. I just, I like how they have told us who Nakia is without ever showing us, really, who, like, in her past, who she yeah, was. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but then, yeah, they introduce um, the child.
0: Yes, Toussaint slash T'challa. Prince T'Challa. Son
1: very, of T'challa. Very
0: cute kid. <laughs> A uh, very heartwarming moment.
1: Very heartwarming moment. I don't know if we had the best actor for it. it I'll,
0: uh, I'll cut him a, I'll cut him some slack. I'll cut him the, I'll give him the slack that I'll I did not give, give
1: child actor slack.
0: I'm gonna give him the slack that I did not give the kid in Black Adam. <laughs> <laughs> it's reserved for this.
1: It was just like, even though I was like excited that I had called this, and I do like, like kind of want this plot to happen, but I kind of don't. I just think that they needed to do it better.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, like it was Shuri not knowing. I. It
0: just felt agreed. I don't think that this is set up for anything. I think yeah. this is just like a very like cute and kind of like a tribute to T'Challa to and Chadwick Boseman. I don't think this is like, hey guys, we got another T'Challa. Like, right? No. Check in with the MCU in fifteen years. That's and he'll the whole be a, point. Yeah. Is
1: that. He was grown up away from it, so he wouldn't become prince or king or Black Panther even.
0: Yeah, he's just chilling.
1: I mean, I guess if they ever do Young Avengers, but... A little too young. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. So, I mean, it was, like, nice, and we'll see.
0: Yeah. And so the only other... I already talked about this earlier, but, like, when when the movie ended, you know, we had all the people in the theater, of course... That the, we had the mid credit scene with T'Challa's son, and we had ended the movie with um like a silent montage of like Shuri like finally like grieving T'Challa, which yeah. is like a beautiful moment. And in the back of my mind, I was still like, all right, so uh, what's coming up next for Phase Five, baby? Because you know, I saw some some rumors. I really bought into the hype that there would be like some some Doctor Doom setup, oh, which would apropos of nothing.
1: What a great use of like silence, though, for that. Less. For that
0: and for the um, Marvel Studios fanfare in yes, the beginning, yes,
1: I wanted to bring that which up was too. was all
0: like that was already getting me like misty eyed. Yeah, it because definitely was. It was like what they did for Stan Lee, but like you know, just so much more like powerful and poignant. I was really like, yeah, that worked well. Yeah,
1: I really liked the use of silence in those those two moments. Yeah, but sorry, yes, you were all to say already that already ahead.
0: Uh, yeah, because like we know what's coming. uh... You know. Kind of. Well, like generally we, we see like Kang and Doctor Doom has been uh uh theorized because Fantastic Four and then like the Secret Wars stuff. So I was like, well, we already have like some stuff going yeah, on Ant they've man mentioned.
1: Trailer was before this. Yeah.
0: So I'm like, what do we got? Like
1: another thing that I might have called is that Michelle Pfeiffer was up to something in the quantum Thing. yeah we'll
0: check back in about yeah. that in a uh, in February I know she'll be
1: full on villain but she was definitely up to no good yeah
0: um so like I said I I understand why they didn't do it and I respect that choice but at the same time I'm like fuck we're really cool I just I totally bought into like the Dr. Dune stuff because I really want him to be like a pulling the strings kind of guy but
1: there's still time well I think we'll wrap up there
0: yeah, I think so. So, um, like I said, we have ended phase four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We dun, will, dun, dun. We, we don't know what's what well, we know what's coming next. We don't know what's coming next. It's very exciting. Isn't
1: Ant Man coming next? Or
0: is this show coming next? No, in? I mean like Ant Man is coming next, but like we're on, you know, there's new horizons, which is kinda wild that we already finished a phase. But uh, you know, we're also uh, we'll be very shortly catching up on phase three in our rewatch series. Um we're on Infinity War, so we're gonna we're be chasing
1: a, our own tail here. We are,
0: and no, we will not be instantly rewatching the Phase 4 stuff. You know, I you mean, know.
1: some of it we watched so long ago, like Shang-Chi.
0: That's true. I mean, Shang-Chi was a year ago, but that's true. Maybe eventually we will. Eventually we will.
1: I want to rewatch some of the ones that we watched in theaters, so
0: yeah, we'll get there. Um, but yeah, so make sure you stay tuned in. I think, uh, We've got a blank slate ahead of us right now, so we'll be coming up with some some good stuff for y'all, some unique picks. And I think next week we will be jumping back into X Men.
1: First class.
0: Which we were supposed to do.
1: Yeah, we skipped it. We're sorry. We were very tired. <laughs> it
0: was a long week, but now we're getting there. So, the X Men fans out there, get ready. All right. And until next time,
1: we, we are,
0: are out of, of the, the superverse.